0: Hello there. This is, of course, the Whole Home Podcast. I'm Laura Lotterio. Joining me on this lovely morning is Mrs. Rachel Sipes. Welcome back, Rachel.
1: Hello. Thank you. Again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rachel, even though this episode is going to air in 2024, it's technically three days before Christmas in 2023. So we are going to play My Favorite Things, but with a little Christmas spirit. Have you listened to anyone play this? Yes. Okay. Good, then I won't explain that these are your favorite things, but they're your Christmas favorite things, and I'm going to do my best, lead you well. <laughs> All right, so we'll go for the first one. Oh, Rachel is going to listen to me try to describe words on cards that she sent to my girls, and they describe her favorite things, So we're going to see if I can do that for her. All right, so she's going to guess. Okay, the first one is, this is wooden, and it stands in a triangle, and you probably have a painting on it. Oh, an easel. Yeah.
1: What I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: that's so fun. Do you hear that, everybody? Well, Christmas will have passed. Yes. You um, do not need to get me an easel. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if you're not empty, you are full, Full, and then there's two folds in this uh, Oh, joyful, five-word. joyful, we adore thee. Yes. What is Favorite
1: that? Christmas song. Is that a Christmas song? I'm just now thinking. Uh, it might not. I don't even know if it references. No, I don't I, don't I think guess it we is. sing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we sing it at Christmas a lot. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Oh, I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This is something you put on your body and sad for this person. It's very small. Oh, a tiny sweater. Yeah.
1: My favorite ornament. My friend knit me a teeny tiny sweater oh, to hang on my tree. What color? <laughs> Pink cute it's got a little snowflake on it it's very intricate
0: okay this the front of this has a man holding up a woman in the air and they look so happy together
2: (laughs) while you're sleeping yeah
0: (laughs) favorite christmas movie it's a bit of a stretch but i forgot about that i'm so pleased that you brought that to my (laughs) memory i'm gonna watch it
1: yeah i'm gonna make nick watch it with me soon he hasn't seen a lot of movies
0: nice all right, this is very nostalgic. There's four girls in it, and Little women. they're actually sisters, yes. That's also a stretch of a Christmas story, <laughs> but it starts in Christmas, right. so it counts. Oh, fun. All right, this has jingle bells, hopefully animals pulling it, and... Um, oh, sleigh snow. ride. Yeah.
1: Favorite Christmas activity that I've never actually Wait, done. what? <laughs> oh. Where I just would you think, go to do that? I am not sure. Probably Canada. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just in all the songs, and it was obviously a thing that people did a lot. So someday I will go on a sleigh ride in the snow. <laughs> Sounds magical.
0: Okay, this is kind of gross. It's gray in your house and it eats your stuff and oh, little a teeth. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> That was favorite Christmas
1: animal, and I don't like mice, but my stocking as a kid was in the shape of a mouse. Oh. So that was, like, my Christmas spirit animal.
0: Very sweet. Okay, this is a strip in our city that has lots of shops and lights. And- Carry town. Yeah.
1: <laughs> favorite place to shop. What's your favorite for- store for Christmas? Um, I went into World of Mirth mm. for some nephew gift dangerous seriously (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my gosh everything is so cool yes but yeah that's what i did this year just walked around for most of the gifts and it was really nice and it was a nice time better than scrolling amazon Mm -hmm. for too long
0: (laughs) yep did you get yourself anything no not from world of mirth
1: i got nick something that i would also enjoy
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) love it oh I love this, and I've asked you to cook it for me so many times (laughs) and for the recipe, and I hope someday this is in the Women's Remnant Cookbook. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot to send it in. It is the best. What is it? Cheese apples. Cheese apples doesn't do it justice.
1: You will be thanking the Lord that Velveeta exists. Yeah, they're
0: so good. Okay. The final one is, oh, this is cozy, and we wish we had this roaring next to us. Oh, fire. please. Yeah they're sitting by the fire favorite way to
1: relax Is yes for yes. christmas yes
0: by a fire we are currently freezing in probably a 30 degree basement i don't know because <laughs> we can't have the heat on while i record this podcast but we're doing it it's practically a sleigh ride rachel
2: yeah i'll pull you around on your chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay now we're gonna play the five minute game i'm just gonna call it a Christmas miracle, which makes no sense, but it's a miracle if we get through all the questions in five minutes. So here's your question, Rachel. All there right. Is an actual sand falling. It is a sand falling mm-hmm. timer. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's a tradition you observe in your house? Oh, um, you can say pass. Pass.
1: <laughs> Avoiding Halloween. Can uh, I say that? <laughs> yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. All right. Do you have a useless talent? Um. Uh.
1: Writing in corn. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Is there Oh, we're going deep. Lie of the enemy you tend to believe. Oh, I shouldn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Um probably um like something from Nick's parents, just like glad that we are together. Yeah. That's a big compliment. <laughs> Have you solved any problems recently? I figured out how to wrap a plant without a bag. Oh.
0: For Christmas. And not crush it? <laughs> and not crush it. <laughs> for Christmas. Okay. Is there any human that changed the course of your life?
1: Oh, probably many. Um, you guys. Nick, top two. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. If I ran into you at a restaurant, where would I find you? Uh, little Nickel. Oh outside staple. i hope you find me there that's one of my favorites if you were going to write a book rachel what would it be about mm, making things anything anything i don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> sewing gardening whatever <laughs> um what podcasts do you listen to if any this one Shaco Art speak um some food podcast Apple history podcasts
0: yeah like what kind of history like old Recent.
1: Um, I listened to, like, a BBC history, and it has a lot of stuff that, and it's, like, hosted by a historian and a comedian. Oh, fun. <laughs> so, it's a lot of stuff that, like, I didn't learn in school. Mm-hmm. So American history and more. Yeah, just things I had no idea about. Fun. What
0: is your favorite soup? Oh, soup. Um, my mom's chili, probably. Do you have a home edit project you're working on right now? All of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just... Lots of small things.
0: What's the most recent one you've turned your attention to? It's kind of
1: boring. I primed our bathrooms to be painted.
0: Nice. If you had 10 times your
1: budget, what would you spend it on? Oh, food, a studio, building a studio, having Aaron Wilson come cook me dinner. <laughs> personal <laughs> My chef. personal chef. <laughs> Luckily, we get to eat his food once a week. So
0: <laughs> That's true. You are lucky. All right. Two words that describe you. Um, I guess creative, I don't know, um, and quiet. <laughs> that works. What's something that you are passionate about?
1: Oh, whenever it's the season, I become quite passionate about gardening. Okay. Just in that springtime, falltime. Veggies, planting. flowers? Um, we don't have enough sun for veggies, so just flowers. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is a place in scripture
0: encouraging to you?
1: Probably the Psalms. Um, because we have these little books for our girls that like kind of summarize them Mm. that we read and that just has kept them Mm -hmm. rolling around pretty often as we read
0: to them at bedtime. That's Mm. sweet. Hey, there's your, um, what was it? Tradition. Oh, yeah. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Ooh, I would just love to know how to build a house from like nothing. Yeah. What are you reading? Oh, (laughs) Are we back to that high school literature or whatever?
1: Middle oh, school. no. <laughs> um, I, we're reading Counterfeit Gods for community group.
0: Tim Keller, right? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What's your middle name? Claire. And back to books. What book do you want more people to read? If it's fiction, I just think everyone should read Lord of the Rings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but nonfiction, another Tim Keller, Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness.
0: Oh, yeah. I could read it every year and still
1: need to read it again. (laughs) Still fresh. Still
0: falls fresh. Uh, Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Leaving.
1: (laughs) What is that? Just getting out of the karaoke situation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that one.
1: What do you hum around your house? Um, Anything to trick Rosalind into singing with me. (laughs) Yeah. So fun. And she will? Um, Not if she's self aware, she will not. She yeah. will, she will cringe and be weird about it. But if she kinda gets into it
0: yep. without realizing. All right. Exact favorite spot in your home? Um
1: I like sitting on her front steps, just being outside and watching kids play.
0: Weird question. Favorite smell? Mm. Cheese apples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's the last thing you watched on TV?
1: Um, Nick and I watch Great British Baking. Take oh. off every fall so we just finished that Fine. together
0: and who do you listen to for music
1: um i've been mostly listening to kids stuff <laughs> but we really like the okie dokie brothers um and we just been listening to christmas music lately
0: is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you
1: i guess that it just takes me a little bit to warm up i'm and sure other things
0: <laughs> finally what is your go-to breakfast two eggs scrambled on toast with butter okay games are over let us see it's time to find out where god has planted you right now by his grace so we're going to rachel's garden and just to ease right in what neighborhood do you live in and how long have you been there we live in Southside. um we just moved a year ago like a solid year
1: well we have had the house since october of last year. Okay. And so we moved in in March, so not quite a year. We've been in that house in some way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And who is in your household? My husband, Nick, and Roslyn, who's three, and Verity, who's one. And how long have you been coming to Remnant, and who invited you?
1: I have been coming to Remnant since 2012. We talked about this in the last one. Mm -hmm. A friend told me that Ryan went here, or went there in that he was cool and so that must mean it was a good place to be (laughs) and then also I think I've told you this a while ago but my high school small group leader went to college with Gareth Mm -hmm. and so she had told me about it and I didn't meet Gareth and Callie until after Nick and I were married Mm -hmm. for whatever reason I don't even remember seeing them at all yeah um but yeah so she said that was a great church so checked it out
0: that's crazy all right what um community group are you currently in williams josh indiana yes all righty planning is the first section of this section and it's basically surveying the land that you have in your life so it's not necessarily anything that you've put your hands to but something that you've been leaning towards in a desire or a dream so what desires and dreams have you been planning for
1: and thinking about this, I was thinking short term okay. planning because our youngest just turned a year and just, I forgot how much things can possibly calm down after that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to take advantage of a slower, relatively slower season um, for if we decide to have more kids. So one of those things is just continuing to work on our house. We mm-hmm. did a lot of work before we moved in. And then it kind of slowed down. I think we needed. It was like very intense <laughs> the last couple months. Yeah, getting like it total ready.
0: kitchen reno and what else?
1: Um, yeah, to- kitchen reno, floor, every painted surface. Um, I did a lot of trim, like installing new trim. It was an older person lived there, so it had not been. They had just not been able to care for it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, lots of things. So mm-hmm. we kind of like rested and enjoyed living there and and now i'm like all right if we're gonna do these things and some of it's like very just like there's a room that doesn't have door frames that i need to put door frames on Mm -hmm. and other like trim pieces and but also just wanting to consider things that would make our home practical for the everyday that our girls can be free to learn and be independent and but also hospitable and also beautiful Within a budget, yeah, just planning, trying to have a vision instead of just say, oh, woe is me. Our yeah. dining room isn't what I hoped it would be. Yeah, which has been what I've been doing, and so like we've been taking steps to get the right furniture so we can fit people, mm-hmm. and yeah, just stewarding. Like we just we don't deserve that house. <laughs> it's like lots of things happened that were not us working for it ourselves. Um, So, and I know I can have a tendency to like go really hard on something and then be like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to do. So just. Because y'all rented before, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And that like kind of deadens your enthusiasm to improve Mm -hmm. things. But yeah, I do know my tendency to go like really hard on something and then just lose steam.
0: Is that easy for you to visualize what you want when you look around?
1: For some things, Mm -hmm. but it's also, I don't think it would be good to be like, oh, we're going to do a whole overhaul of this room. Yeah. But rather, like, go to someone's house and be like, oh, that's, like, a really good choice that they made. I mm-hmm. wonder if we could do something similar. But also doing that without saying, oh, no, this house <laughs> is so much better than mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what has been, like, progression of home for you? Because you went, like we just mentioned, from renting to owning a year ago, but then you were working on it, so it didn't even feel like home at that point?
1: No, it really didn't feel like home. Just the smell. It smelled weird. Yeah. And I, I mean, when, when I started working, like tearing down wallpaper when Verity was like three months, so wrapping my rind around all the gross, it just took a while to forget that experience yeah. <laughs> and like feel comfortable and safe at home. Yeah. But like everything that needed to be cleaned and replaced was but to get that out of my mind took like a few months Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people helped like you came and put some tape down so I could paint wasn't much at all and but it was like very encouraging Mm, (laughs) um yes so just continuing and saying this is worth my time even Mm. though I can totally live with a room that has no door frames yeah I should put door frames on this room and and just like putting into practice everything we think about art and like what God, gives. God has given us to create beautiful things. Yeah. And just making our home welcoming and not falling into the habit of, oh, well, we can't do this because it's hard or
0: people will like just overthinking hosting a little bit. Yeah. And you also have a husband who travels pretty often yes and so probably even thinking about creating a sense of home for him to come back to does that come into play no I Her so. eyes say <laughs> okay. no absolutely not if nope. you saw like <laughs> yeah. where
1: his desk was so yeah, he tell me. he was in like the second a second bedroom and then verity was like sleep was not going well so he moved into the basement so that she could have a quiet space Mm-hmm. And so he works in an unfinished basement, and mm-hmm. he is totally fine with it. <laughs> and I would be like, no, it's not like this basement. Yeah. <laughs> um, much scarier. I um, remember
0: it. It is a little wild down there. As you do plan, though, how about this? So what elements are important to your family? Because like you said, you can't do everything. So you said hospitality is mm-hmm. one. What things like pull forward in your mind?
1: Um, yeah, I think... Like our dining room is a room that I'm trying to change just because there's only enough room for six people. And I just need to Mm -hmm. figure out storage so that more could possibly fit. And so I want to do that just to make any roadblocks to opening our home fewer. And like you said, Nick, being gone, it disrupts things as far as getting stuff done. But it also opens up an opportunity to invite my parents into our lives more. Mm Mm-hmm. But that is, like, part of the plans of the future, trying to make the most of productive time. Do you see this as your forever home? Like, how much time are you? I don't know. Um, And, yeah, we just don't know. So Mm -hmm. we're also keeping that in mind of, like, how much to put into it. Mm -hmm. But also, like, feeling a responsibility to take care of it so that someone else can live there. And it's not a huge chore. Yeah. Yeah. Just... There's so many wonderful old houses in Richmond, and it's so rare that someone just takes care of it sure. lovingly rather than
0: quick fix stuff so mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a priority
0: what is a part of this process that you actually enjoyed maybe that you didn't expect to or
1: I think I just enjoyed using skills that I had mm-hmm. that I haven't had to use in a while like it was uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to start projects when you haven't done that thing in a while, but like getting into it it was yeah just nice to use those skills and see where I can use them in the future and Mm -hmm. I know there will be a time where I could even do something not during nap time (laughs) or (laughs) do you own a lot of tools I own some Mm -hmm. yeah not every I mean I would love to have a whole wood shop one day which is one reason that will kind of determine if it's a forever home if Nick and I because he needs more space in the future um not now and I would love more space for creative projects because your husband is a photographer videographer editor yes and so he works from home and he does a lot of freelance things on top of his job Mm -hmm.
0: so he spends a lot of time in our sad basement do you guys want to have a music room someday is that something you think about um i don't know because he plays music too
1: yeah he doesn't play it for enjoyment though (laughs) oh okay (laughs) yeah and (laughs) i like i did i took piano and stuff but i don't really play any instrument but my brother who just moved here is gonna have a music room so that's right you did tell me we will probably try to
0: get in on that Mm -hmm. for the kids (laughs) and you can just carry a microphone around your house right I mean (laughs) you don't need a whole room for that (laughs) okay so you said you were entering into the slow season so what is this busy season that you just came off of
1: just baby and end house yeah I kind of had a similar somewhat similar phase after Roslyn was older, and trying to take advantage of time, somewhat, for creative work. And then, like, it just shuts down completely when the first trimester begins. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and I had one project, like I was working on a quilt, or am working on a quilt, and that's like, I can do that on the couch. Mm -hmm. So that kind of kept up, but everything else just kind of needs to to be put down for a time, because it just, if I do work on it, it becomes frustrating, and I don't want to.
0: Like to pull it out and to put it back and put it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And I don't want to, like... I have tried pretty hard not to create, like, make art or any kind of, like, creative productivity to make, like, a battle every day. Yeah. Um, and it definitely would if in that season of nap times not lining up and um, limited sleep and
0: mm-hmm. things like that. So you are working on some new art projects now or just the quilt that you're... Um,
1: I... Am working on a series of paintings and a quilt. Okay. Uh, that kind of go together. And I started them when Mother's son was like a year or a little older.
0: Are these so. the beautiful like tiled pieces? Or also what those. Have? So oh, I guess okay. there's like three things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um and then I've been sewing curtains this week. So it's just all the things that I were on my to do list. So yes, I'm trying to be pretty intentional with the nap times mm-hmm. and then I also work after bedtime. Um some not every single mm-hmm. day, but and it just for me right now it's mostly I can do a lot of home stuff yeah while they're awake and it's mostly taking time away from entertainment, which is oh okay. Not a bad thing. <laughs> and sometimes the it has not been balanced where like mm-hmm. hospitality has suffered or home clutter has gotten crazy that's just something I intend to be working on
0: yeah continuously (laughs) is it kind of nice though to have a time when you're not thinking about your work do you think it actually helps you when you go back to it are you able to focus more and like yes yeah yes
1: so I graduated in 2015 and I think I made maybe like six pieces total before those pieces after Rosalind like Mm -hmm. Part of it was because my job was very draining creatively, and I was doing a lot of stuff with materials, so I was like getting all that in, so I didn't have as much drive to create. But yeah, my time management Mm -hmm. is so much better, and yeah, working slowly is not a bad thing, and that was really hard for me before, and now working slowly is just the way it is and the way it's going to be, Mm -hmm. and yeah. I feel pretty somewhat content with yeah. the pace of things. So, what
0: do you prefer working with? I'm like trying to think of the most big drop category like um like hard materials, liquid materials or fabricy materials.
2: I don't know. Um. Soft things.
0: <laughs> soft things, hard things, liquid
1: things. I think this stage of life has made soft things <laughs> and liquid things <laughs> the most um practical yeah. so like i did painting in school but i also did like a lot of sculptures to go with them so mm-hmm. i'm kind of paring that down to just paintings and then fabric they just are at peace in my home and sculpture is at war in my home <laughs> <laughs> it makes a mess yeah. it takes a lot of time i have to like have someone like a big chunk of time which I, i've done since they've been born but like my parents were like watching them or something like that okay. and yeah i'm just not quite as
0: drawn to that in this stage of life makes sense Let's move to the sowing section. This is seeds of faith that are going down into the dirt and you don't know what is going to come up. What do you have here?
1: Um, something new that I've been thinking about this year is um, preparing my heart and mind for caring for my parents. It feels like very weird to talk about yeah. like the future and the reality of age, but I just found myself thinking about it a lot. Um, and wanting to be ready and to do it well. They're very much in the stage of just giving, giving, giving still. And I know that there will be a time when it kind of switches and um, I can give to them more. They were a pretty big example in the way that they have cared for their parents. Okay. In like every way, I don't know. In hard situations, just seeing them step up even, like, in some situations where no one else was or when it was lonely or uncomfortable. And so that just was really important for me to see. And I was in, like, high school and college when that was happening. So I was uh, very aware. Yeah, and just they were very sacrificial in that. My dad is, like, such a planner, so I know he is, like, already planning for that stage of life and making things easier for, like, his kids. But, yeah, I just want to be ready to serve and to be joyful and selfless and also be an example to our kids yeah. for how precious life is at every stage and just to show them Jesus however I can. Yeah.
0: Is there a story where you found yourself starting to think about this or did it slowly creep up on you? Or
1: um, I think just experiencing their help in like the season of motherhood is kind of like how it started okay. and just... I don't know. My mom is like such a good helper. It's really (laughs) like uncanny (laughs) that she can step in to a place that is needed and just take over in a way that isn't domineering. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. And they're both just um, very giving of their time to us and to the churches they've been a part of. So, yeah, I'm just thinking of like I know there's a time when that's, going to be gone and like of course I'll miss their physical support in that way mm-hmm. but it's just very important to me to offer it back
0: do you feel equipped how do you think about it
1: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wanted to like I want to start thinking about it now because I know it will be really hard
0: what's well, interesting even that you pulled on in your notes um your mind and your heart so I feel like do you see those as two different spheres operating I maybe or, yeah okay. I guess
1: I mean, like, in a practical sense of, like, making sure our lives have that room okay, to, like, yeah. be able to, like, physically be there, right. but also, like, to know that it's going to be yeah. in my heart hard, just, like, that change of relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but Yeah, well, yeah. as a Christian, <laughs> it is a command to honor your parents, which right there immediately cues my mind of the fact that that means, like, since we can't obey without the Spirit's help, that Spirit will provide if He's commanded it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I don't know how, I mean, I don't even have really the option to p- care for my parents. They didn't, you know, decide we don't have any family in the state. So. Mm-hmm. But as I was processing your question, I was thinking about it as like this: the spiritual side of it. Like it is a command. So therefore the spirit will help, you know, carry it forward. And it is something that sets you apart from uh, unbelievers in a way because of the way that you care, but also the why of why you care. You even just mentioned, so your daughter's will see it and they'll understand. And then you mentioned the lineage back to their parents. And that was like super powerful for me to hear you say that. I think you could teach them without using words about honor and respect and strong family bonds Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's a really beautiful picture to think about how honoring God can feel. So like, what is this going to look like? But then you can't really step out until the time comes yes. at the same yeah. time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then just the sweet thought of like Jesus also prepares a place for us. So in a way, like when you prepare a place for like room for someone in your life, you're like modeling Jesus in that way. Like he's always welcoming and just the language that you use, like will we even have room in our life? Like that is absolutely a heart heart movement and that you're even praying about it now. Means that who's probably going to answer your prayer, you know, when the time comes, so it's probably small steps, right? Yeah, it's just like
1: something I want to be aware of, and like hopefully, no steps will have to be taken anytime yeah. soon towards it. But yeah, it's just been brewing in my mind. I could say for sewing, something new is this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could add that in there. Okay. What do you want to say? Um,
0: That this is so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And you probably would not have volunteered to do it, right? No. I
1: was like, you'd mention it when I did the work for the design. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe give me like three years. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. And my first thought when you asked was like, oh, maybe like six months from now. And it's just, here we are. (laughs) How'd it go? It was really hard to i knew i wasn't gonna say no mm-hmm. and i was like why am i not gonna say no like one reason is because i trust you mm-hmm. and because you are putting a ton of effort into this and a lot of time and learning new things and going out of your comfort zone and then the other reason is just listening to it myself and i've never like finished an episode with like hmm okay that's that it's Mm. always like wow I had no idea this about this person and man I really relate to that or I would have never considered this um and like every person that has been on here has probably not been very comfortable no (laughs) (laughs) and there's The worst that could happen is someone thinks I'm a little weird or I say (laughs) I'm I have already done a terrible job explaining certain things. No way. But I know that I've like not been open about a lot of things before. And that like at best the spirit could use something in someone else's life. But it's already happened that I'm like a little bit softer and Mm. a little bit freer Mm. having thought through these things.
2: (laughs)
0: Woohoo. Woohoo. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's my automatic text response. How you probably have received a lot of woohoos from me in the text message. That means I genuinely am woohooing. It's not just casual. It's deep. I am really praising God for that. And it truly does mean so much to me that you're sitting across from me right now. Um yeah, something else that just hits me with the podcast is we're at just this moment in time and Lord willing, we'll have another decade together or who knows. It's just going to be so exciting, I think, for every woman to look back or listen back, if you will, on these podcasts and in the future. And just our hearts will probably burst with what God has done. Um, Watering, daily stuff. So active tending, stewardship prayers. When you said watering, I was
1: just thinking about like what is like seeping into me oh okay rather than me seeping into it okay <laughs> sure let's see. so like one season that's coming up is like a role as a teacher mm-hmm. and um like instilling a love of learning and tending to that myself but right now I feel like I am just being watered <laughs> yeah every day by just families in our church and, like, the experiences they have with that.
0: You're talking about, like, a deluge or, like, good water? Good water.
1: water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good water. Yeah. Just I can't escape the conversations of parenting and um, ways of teaching and Mm -hmm. ideas for, like, even, like, ideas for little lessons or books that have been really helpful for a family
0: how far away is preschool for you are you thinking like um, literally preschool or just learning in general or
1: kind of in general but also like i don't know we don't have any set plans yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> but TBD. it's coming and so i'm like oh prepare her mm-hmm. now like start some rhythms in our life that will be helpful for the girls when we do have like more things going on in the house like mm-hmm. formal teaching um so like i'm not too Freaked out about it yet? Because so many people in our lives are walking their head, and yeah, I just can't even escape all the things that are like entering my mind. It's like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. I never thought about that, or even like having memories of school as a kid. I was like, oh, I definitely want to do that with our kids. Oh, cool. So,
0: you know that I'm going to ask you, like, what? (laughs) What are (laughs) one thing?
1: Oh, what is that? You said
0: I definitely want to do that from school. A memory of when you were being taught.
1: Oh. I, so I didn't realize until recently that I think our school was like Charlotte Mason inspired. Oh. And then like middle school. a Christian school? Yes. Wow. So, and our middle school had some like classical stuff. We did like nature studies all the time Mm -hmm. and like an obscene amount of narration. That's Charlotte Um, Mason all day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we did a lot of plays, especially the plays. Like they just like shoot you off into like inspiration for other things. I have no idea how that will happen.
0: In the future, but um, I'm pretty sure Chris Godwin is planning for a Drama Club. So <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> <Just> very exciting. But
0: <laughs> yeah, keep
1: her up. So yeah. Like, we're not to the planning stages yet, but I still feel like I'm absorbing a lot and excited, just, mm-hmm. like, like trying to store up all the information, like, making notes on my phone. It's oh, like, fun. Especially for books, like, everyone has such wonderful recommendations. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we- all right, so is this, like, an unlikely process you find yourself in? Did you expect to be you just said excited Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know it's one of those things that has like just so slowly happened like we'll probably homeschool and that's not something i ever expected um and i don't know like she's three Mm -hmm. so we don't have like a set plan because we both also value parts of our private school because nick was also in private school in a very different christian but kind of pretty different um from my school um so we both have things that we really value from there but right now we're just kind of thinking about the little years and um just introducing her to the joy of the wonderful things that yeah she has to look forward to
0: do you consider yourself and nick to be lovers of learning
1: um yeah i would say nick definitely is he's like always reading very lofty things yeah (laughs) yeah um and like always just like oh i'm curious about this and i found a book Mm -hmm. about it and I'm gonna read up on all these things and I'm probably more of curious in like the skill area of like wanting to learn different skills and things like that.
0: As you think about this do you tie it into like motherhood or somehow do you feel like teacher is a little bit daunting? Like if someone were to look at you from your past would they be like oh yeah this is totally Rachel?
1: I think yeah I don't think it's totally separate from my old self yeah yeah (laughs) um
0: motherhood and teaching
1: yeah I don't think I would have expected them to be so close as they are because like even if we were so sending kids to school I think Mm -hmm. I'd still want to be really intentional about about what we're teaching at home
0: it's very interesting the way that you started this because I did not expect you to talk about water flowing on you And that is a point that I wanted to make is that like grace, the nature of grace is to flow so that any good that will come out of you towards your kids will only be because it flowed on you and through you Mm -hmm. first. And so just even the fact that you're recognizing that and that you're actually like trusting God's grace and kind of you seem pretty delighted in just letting it wash on you right now. And you're not too worried about like where God's going to take it. It doesn't seem like. So that's really encouraging so, what do you think motivates that piece that you're not fretting about it?
1: Well, part of it is because it's a little bit far off. So yeah. it's time. <laughs> yeah, And I think just seeing everyone does things a different way, okay that are catered to their family okay. and that there's a lot of freedom of choice. and that we've seen families go one way and be like, "Wow, this really isn't working." I need to change some things and that that's okay. And like a a school situation, that would happen too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so just seeing other people experience the freedom of it makes Mm -hmm. it less overwhelming. And just knowing that I can ask questions and it doesn't have to be all me. It can be years of someone else's experience that they're very willing to share and that it's also it's not just me, that it's like the Lord working in our home and that like his spirit has more power than my. even if I was the best teacher. (laughs) Sure. And our kids are going to have such different skills, but like the Lord can use any of those.
0: Yeah, sometimes even the seeds or whatever you give to your kids won't necessarily grow till later in their lives anyway. So it's not so much about like input, immediate output from them either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so much of the Um, so much of it is the patient waiting. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, unless there's more you want to talk about, just maybe what are maybe some prayers that you pray for them or what do you think about as you're talking about tending to a love of learning in your girls, just when you close your eyes and think about the little women that you're raising, Oh, little women, (laughs) (laughs) just what's something that you pray for them? I would hope for them to love to learn together
1: like, that sibling relationship is... I had, like, I don't know. It's one thing I want to talk to other moms of two girls. You have two girls. Yeah. Like, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) I would go to, like, friends' houses that had all girls and be like, what is this world? So, but I know that that could be so amazing for them to, Mm. like, learn together and teach each other and help each other. So that's, like, a really big prayer. And I guess just, like connecting things that you're learning in the world to the creator and having that be like something real that doesn't last just through childhood because of fun stories but that connects to their heart and everything that
0: they learn as adults and do you have a memory of a learning experience with your mom when you were younger or something she taught you like did you get your love of gardening from her or Mm -hmm. food or serving
1: I think, yeah, serving is probably big. Like, she is an amazing host, and, like, our house was the house to be at. Okay. Like, (laughs) she would make brownies all the time and, like, chips and dip, and, like, just we would be like, oh, mom, can we have friends over for a fire? And she would, like, spread the table with teenager food, and, like, the fridge was always full of terrible sodas that everyone (laughs) loved. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's something that I have, like, not learned yet. (laughs) And part of it is, like, life season because we were older and she was had um, a good amount of time. But, I mean, both my parents also did a lot to, like, foster our friendships and our interests and let us pick an instrument or take voice lessons mm-hmm. or have any kind of, like...
0: Mess? Craft. Yes, yeah. mess.
1: <laughs> like, here. They, like, have it finished our basement, like when I was a kid and that was like our art and music area. Um, So yeah, just giving us a lot of freedom to do that and driving Mm. to Atlanta to shows and giving us a lot of exposure to music. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a small
0: thing that driving. (laughs) No, not at all. We just acquired a van. I don't know if you know that. No. Our neighbors, Peyton and Noah Kester gave us their van, the silver bullet. (laughs) So you might see me driving. Places. That is exciting. <laughs> Carting <laughs> people. I do have a 14-year-old now. It is so. a huge <laughs> blessing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move to the training and pruning section. This is the stuff that maybe doesn't feel so good, but God's saying we're going to do this together.
1: The first thought I had is just like my mind being pruned. <laughs> okay. Um, like one A small part of, like, why preparing for this was so hard was, like, the quiet. I didn't realize Mm. how uncomfortable I had become with, like, sitting with my thoughts and just, like, picking up the phone and being like, ah, I didn't even realize I did that and, like, throwing (laughs) it away. Yeah, and just realization that I have become a little bit lazy in certain things. So, like, conviction about entertainment, phone, short attention span, um... It was so uncomfortable. I was very shocked, <laughs> yeah. just like having a different habit um, for the days that I was thinking about these questions. Um, so yeah, that's something that is being pruned. And I think the goals I talked about in planning are a big part of that kind of changing, yeah. but also being more intentional about reading and thinking about the hard questions instead of ignoring them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is kind of, uh, well, you even brought up the freedom of self-forgetfulness. It's Mm -hmm. hard to sit in a humble state, I think, at Mm -hmm. first, because you have to acknowledge how limited you are. I don't know. I'm just thinking about how you don't get more than 24 hours in a day, and you got to sleep for Mm
2: -hmm. some of
0: them, and you only get so much in... um, or, you don't, yeah, not get as if, like, given, like, thinking of a gift. Time is a gift. And when you are you do have small ones, I'm sure, like, you don't really determine too much your schedule.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And now you kind of submit that to the Lord, I would think, or like in a new state. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much. So when were you convicted about entertainment? Why was that paired with your mind?
1: Um, I think just how quickly I reach like, for that instead mm-hmm. of anything else. And just, like, how much my kids see me, like, look at a screen.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was just really hard to start writing. That's how I, like, prepared. Okay. And, like, the first 15 minutes were just...
0: 15 minutes of... Of,
1: like, just trying to think. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're, like, just... I was like, this shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then, like, once it starts flowing, it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of things I haven't thought about in a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and just conversations that Nick and I have where I'm like, wow, I really need to think about that question. Yeah, just not wasting my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, oh, what are the questions that bother me or what are the things that I am not well-versed in that I'm... But I am passionate about them. Like, yeah. why should I not pursue memorization or reading a new book or writing thoughts? Mm-hmm. Any of those things.
0: So you talked also about building your critical thinking muscle. Is that something that you are aware of more of things maybe Nick brings home? And yes. wants to talk to you about and you're like, I don't know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Do you relate? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely know the difference if I'm reading something too. And then my mind, I'm, I'm very much a responsive person Mm -hmm. though at the same time. So if Ryan does start talking to me about something, it will make me think thoughts that I haven't thought. I'm not necessarily someone who's going to go over by myself and think. So it does help me in my critical thinking to be pushed on, like to have the back and forth Mm -hmm. very much. So, so there's something that he's been talking to you about. Like, are they like, spiritual subjects or
1: um some yeah and some are just like the world yeah what's going on um yeah nothing that's like irking me or Mm -hmm. being like nagging at me too much but I was also just thinking as you were saying that the spirit will make himself known no matter how busy you are but like that quietness I just felt once I had that I felt like I was missing a lot of opportunities to hear him okay or like that they're it would have been restful to do that mm-hmm. way more than zoning out to a show i've seen before and not that i don't think watching tv is bad mm-hmm. but like <laughs> it can be <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely um well it's certainly training you in a speci- it's not like you're never being trained or by something so yeah. it's like yeah it's training your soul for something else yeah i think about that too it's very interesting to me though that you were talking about the quiet cuz when you wrote that in your notes I did not respond to it the way that you're talking about it. Now, it's very interesting to me because you wrote specifically intentions to be quiet. You're talking about literally just not your mouth. No. Okay. Well,
1: I'm sure there are <laughs> oh, <okay>. times <laughs> <laughs> when that could be true, too.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Just so what's your reflection. intention exactly?
1: Um, Kind of like a continuation of what I been doing for this mm-hmm. writing um like there's some conversations that it's just been like a crazy month it's been like a kind of crazy season yeah <laughs> Of like nick traveling and then like getting sick for a long time mm-hmm. um and just there's a lot of conversations that were like okay we'll have this soon oh we'll have this soon okay. and just writing down things as they come up and talking with nick about them and just, I yeah, I just think writing in general mm-hmm. will be helpful, like prayers, that yeah. to see what God does with them mm-hmm. and just to be able to see how God changes things over the years and to process things. I just let things kind of fade away a lot of the times mm-hmm. rather than processing them.
2: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you a very internal person? What mm-hmm. does that mean? Do you sort of just even you just said that you let something fade away rather than sort of like acting on it or expressing it. Thoughts maybe just sort of stay inside you and you process and think internally.
1: Yes, I think so. Yeah. Sometimes with Nick, not as much.
0: For me, it's like a discipline and a work to get what's in my mind out. Sometimes I don't even want to take the time to figure out how I'm going to express myself. Yes. Like It just takes work and effort to It's easier just sort of feel, think. Think, feel? I don't know. Yeah. thinking about this quiet like i really sat on this quiet word that you wrote and i could not help but think of the scripture about being a quiet woman mm-hmm. have you ever thought about that one
1: yes i feel like it was always misapplied to me yeah It's <laughs> like oh quiet equals good yeah like um, no talking yeah 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 um or like Gentleness not being defined quite correctly or stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to read the scripture so we can interact with it because okay. I wrote it down. So the scripture, 1 Peter 3, 4. Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. How does that hit you today? Do you think of it as um, your mouth?
1: Um, In some situations, probably. <laughs> yeah, but he says spirit, mm-hmm. so... Like, I don't think that necessarily applies to me. Just like in moments of the least self-control, it's probably Nick that gets that, and it's not gentle and quiet. <laughs> yeah,
0: because you were talking about um, the silence, or I don't know if you said silence, but whatever you said, maybe you did say quiet, was kind of unsettling. And so I'm the way that I've been processing the scripture in recent years is even just thinking about being the woman who could sit in the quiet because my soul corresponds with the quiet yeah an understanding yes. of the peace things like that
1: yeah there have been times in my life where I like really craved that alone time I would write a lot and mm-hmm. pray generally and a lot <laughs> yeah um, and it just yeah I was very comfortable with that and I needed that and it just that has faded like mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's valuable even if I wasn't, like, using that time super well as, yeah. like, a teenager. Yeah, I just see the value of it, especially
0: with the limited times of quiet in my life right now. Yeah. I'll have to think about this more later, but I was a little bit stirred up by the specific word used as the command, the word let. It says, let your adorning be. And I, I was thinking about, well, let me read it again. Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And so the let means that the opposite would be just to not let it. So it's almost like God's given it. So all you have to do is just let it be the case. Yeah. It's not, I think, I didn't even search that scripture that well until reading it to think about what you said so thank you for the opportunity to think about the word let and just how the fact that the the command is just basically you could put it in the reverse it's like don't not let it be the case Mm -hmm. like just let it be the case of you god will provide you will provide that grace like women don't be as hard as a rock Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a stone anymore or be defensive i'm so easily defensive that's like a constant prayer and something ryan and i are working on um Like, just let. So, the point is, the spirit will nudge you to, or me, to not boast, to not prove myself, yourself, to have the last word or come back or um, solve all the problems, Mm -hmm. like to be still, just wait, just rest, just know, just let. (laughs) For all those women who are like, I don't have a gentle and quiet spirit. How do you get it? Well, you just let it be the case of you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because that's what the scripture says. So, I'll go with that. (laughs) Anyway. So you talked about you and Nick maybe talking a little bit more intentionally mm-hmm. about some of these things. That's exciting. How is that? Is that new in your relationship or something that you used to do and stop for a while? Or I feel like it was, it might have
1: been the little years that yeah. <laughs> kind of um, let us coast a little bit. But yeah, we've had a few conversations recently where Nick um a few months ago was like oh man I just saw like the fruit of this area of service Mm -hmm. and like I just realized I really could have been serving in that way and like totally missed it and then and there have been several things like that for me too where I mentioned like the habit of following and things like opportunities were just the next step Mm -hmm. rather than like seeking them out and yeah realizing like oh We need to, like, have some sight ahead of time because life is short. And, yeah. yeah. So he said that, and then I had a few other things that I had realized that time in life had passed me by. Mm. Um, Just, like, some things about singleness that I had kind of, like, assumed I would do, like, in the church. And I was like, oh, that time is gone. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's one of um, our, like, New Year conversations is just to... I remember in marriage counseling, I think one of the questions, like the first questions, was, "What do you want your marriage to look like, like at the end of your life?" Viewing things from the final product and like what actually has to happen mm-hmm. to get there. So, just like seeing areas to serve that may not be as obvious, but would still like bear a lot of fruit.
2: Yeah.
1: Or yeah, just having vision, more vision than we do
2: mm-hmm.
0: right now. Yeah. So this maybe isn't fair. Oh, well, I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) So if you were to imagine, obviously the training, God has us all in this process because he has something in mind. He has a fitness goal. He's aiming you somewhere. Do you have any idea what he's stretching you towards that? Maybe you're like, why are you stretching me this way? Hmm. What do you think he's calling you into? You're specifically hovering over like intentionality, serving, and your mind.
1: I think it's maybe like less things to do than like ways to be. Like little things would be, oh, if I wanted to ever like lead a book study, Mm -hmm. I would need to prepare for that and not just be like, someday I'll lead a book study. Mm -hmm. And then the end of my life, oh man, i never (laughs) liked a book study. Like, and that's such a good example but
0: just i guess preparing to serve in ways that i don't feel prepared yet yeah it kind of stinks though it's (laughs) you're like god why does it have to be like this but it absolutely is his design because whatever he's poured into you it's it's nature that it flows out of you it has to so we don't, like my prayer recently, I've been really trying to think about this visual that Ryan's helped me think of, like pipes, mm-hmm. like plumbing pipes. It's because his dad's a plumber, I think. Um, and so it has to pour out and that's so that others can receive, so that they can pour out. So it can just, grace can keep flowing through his yes. people, you know? And so it's like, oh, it's just a book studies. Well, no, like whatever God plans to teach all of you women, like the things that you, you probably never even, be able to put words to it it has to come through you like each person has to come through each person mm-hmm. to be received to be shared
1: yes that's a good point because i think the only reason we're aware of this is because we've been poured into mm-hmm. in that way and seeing god make something from like nothing and yeah. someone had to like take a first
0: step for that yeah yeah there's yeah. been so many times in my life and ryan and i were like what if we didn't do that small thing like it's just crazy and usually um it might feel like sacrifice on our part right Mm -hmm. often it'll cost something from us i don't know if you think about that what you're stepping towards in the training and pruning god's saying you might feel it whatever it is yeah
1: (laughs) i think it's both yeah like there are things that are very obvious and easy that i'm like why am i not doing that and Mm -hmm. then there are things that i'm like I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So all prayers and offerings at his feet, right? All right. So you have decided to tie weeding and harvesting together. So I'm excited about what you've got planned to share here. Would you share how you're bringing weeding and harvesting together?
1: Yes. Yeah. I just didn't know how to talk about them separately because I think the weeding is still going on. Mm -hmm. And the harvests are just directly related to that. Okay. One weed that is a constant weed being pulled over and over has been um, anxiety for me. And particularly, like, in the postpartum with our first kid, that was, like, a very dark time in the midst of, like, a wonderful little girl entering her family. Just something I was not... I didn't even know how deep it was until, like, getting out. And so that just kind of echoed into other little worries and just habits of worry. Yeah. Um, even if I had gained clarity, you know, getting more sleep and, like, all the things that, like, heal in the first year, mm-hmm. um, just kind of created habits of worry in life. About your daughter in particular? Um. The irrational part was actually about myself. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and just really a cycle of thoughts that was just constant all day long nothing good <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and so like I said it kind of echoed out into other parts of life kind of became a habit and like one of those um habits was anything good I was like oh man if we have another kid this is not going to be the way it is or like there's no way I could handle this this would yeah. be so hard um and just like really ruining a lot of wonderful moments <laughs> yeah. um with um Is this something you typically have you that you share or not really? Um, just not a ton. Like I've like mentioned like postpartum anxiety before. I didn't do anything about it because I didn't know until it was like starting to get out. I was like, whoa, that was did not make any sense. Like just the thought cycles. But with time, we eventually decided to have another kid.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And like I eventually stopped sweating (laughs) and (laughs) hyperventilating when I thought about it. Still just a little bit. I wanted it to be gone. Like I wanted to feel 100% totally ready. And I wanted to have like be free of like those kinds of burdens in an instant. Mm -hmm. And it was just so slow. (laughs) And, but like every like stepping stone that I was worried about it happened and you know got through pregnancy and it was okay (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we had lots of help and had um went through like the first few weeks and it was fine and I was like whoa wow it's okay (laughs) and it just was just the most important lesson of not trusting everything that I tell myself Mm. and it was just so much more joyful than I imagined and It just felt so right for, like, this other person to be with us. And I don't really, I don't think like that anymore. Like, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, that's going to be kind of (laughs) tricky with, like, another one. Yeah. But it's not anything like it was. And just doing the things that you thought you couldn't do because God is real Mm -hmm. and he's walking with it through you. And just doing it again, doing what I was scared of was... Learning to trust him more than
0: myself yeah. was like really huge. As best you can look back on it. How do you think God was dealing with you? Did you feel like, God, you're not here and I'm hurting and I feel crazy? Or how did you experience God dealing with you in that time or being with you? Did you feel close or far away? Or I think
1: far um, because it felt like something should be fixed and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And But I also knew that I wasn't trusting him. Like, I knew that I didn't believe what he said. (laughs) But at the same time, I was still, like, thankful every day for, like, a tiny person that was so shocking.
0: And then looking back now, could you understand the mind of the maker, the mind of your father? He seems so slow at times.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I just think that it's kind of beautiful that that's that time was how he healed and that having an opportunity to experience having another child with more awareness of his presence and the clarity of not being distracted by the shock (laughs) it was very shocking (laughs) (laughs) maybe being the youngest I don't know or like a lot of women probably have that experience um, and like talking with Nick more about it, we still, it's still, how do we handle this thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this thing that God says, like, do not be anxious, but also just knowing that he doesn't want us to have that burden is still huge. And trying to create patterns to break a cycle of that kind of thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's still a weed. It's still yeah. like there, but I'm definitely not in the depths mm-hmm. that I was. And I didn't experience that. A second time,
0: but so what are some ways that you battle? Are you aware that anxiety is creeping up? Are you like very aware of it?
1: Now I am, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of naive to what it would be like, <laughs> yeah, because I've always been like a socially anxious person, but it's like, oh, I have to go to a thing or I have to say something and I'll feel sick, Sing something. but something, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just like a whole different thing, yeah, and just learning contentment Mm -hmm. and there were other things that made it easier just like physically and i know like it could happen again where it like goes that deep and Mm -hmm. that dark but i have more truths to pull out of the bag yeah to say wait yeah i know you're preparing for the journey (laughs) yes like i know that this is the cycle and even if you keep thinking these thoughts here's the thing that's actually true
2: yeah
0: that's good for example
1: that i mean the biggest one is just that Jesus says we will be with him. Mm -hmm. This life is a very small speck. Yeah, I need to add more things to the bag. (laughs) Like as our kids get older, there are new things.
0: Well, it seems like even if you pull out that one solid truth, that truth in a way is framed so much of what you shared today. The first thing you talked about on this episode was preparing a place in your home for others. And then you started talking about preparing a place for your parents and um, then you're preparing a place in your mind, even if it's down the road, to be a teacher to your children. There's so many ways I feel like that scripture is informing like who you are as Rachel. Do you wanna move into the other thing that you shared in this section? Yes,
1: comparison and motherhood, I think like is tied to the anxiety. Um, but yes, it was quite a shock when, I think it started like right when I knew that I was pregnant. First time? But, um, first time. Okay. Yes. Women generally like struggle with comparison. Yeah. But I felt like my job was pretty different than most people I knew. Like I didn't have a lot to compare that. And, but I was just not comp- prepared for all the decisions <laughs> of okay. pregnancy and that first year of having a baby. There are so many paths that you can take and little choices that have to be made that feel like big choices. So, I did not know how to respond when I, like, saw people doing something different than me. Sure. Um, And I, like, I could respond with doubting my choice or judging their choice. Like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Or just going down a cycle of, like, over-researching everything.
0: Does that feel far from you? Do you relate to that
1: now? Now? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a more moderate amount. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was just very sensitive to all those decisions, both in taking time to make them and then seeing moms that I thought were great moms doing something else. And I'm like, oh, no, Mm -hmm. she's so good at this. What am I doing? Or just reacting very strongly to things that were not about me. Like, I remember agonizing so much over when to go to church the first time after having a baby and it was, it was a long time and part of it um, Rosam was born smack in the middle of COVID and then part of it was also like I didn't think I could carry her upstairs mm. by myself to the mother's lounge because healing just took a really really long time And so I was like, everyone's probably judging me. (laughs) And then like the whole next year, if someone brought a three-day-old baby, it would feel like a personal attack Mm -hmm. on like my decision. And like anyone needs to bring their baby whenever Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to see those like two-day-olds and from across the church and people should feel so free to take the time they need to heal. Um, But that was not a healthy way to respond to the world around me. Um, And that's another thing. That having a second kid was so helpful with. is like experiencing a totally different personality from like day one. Right. And seeing diversity of God's creation just in these two related people. Mm -hmm. And having different choices and having my control just loosened. Helped see how unhealthy that those thoughts were. And I even like I knew they were not right when they were happening. I just didn't have the ability to or the awareness to change them Mm -hmm. and that's brought just freedom and choices and being flexible and celebrating other people's choices and just being grateful for how different kids are and parents are and that we live in a community that has a lot of resources Mm -hmm. if you need help making decisions yeah so just the second time around a lot more joy and contentment in
0: other people yeah. Um. That's a big battle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so yeah. <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one.
2: I, I just think... went right for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know how to be less blunt and I like hate that that was what was going on in my heart and I didn't lose any friends over it or anything like that. Yeah. But I just feel a lot more free and like I'm not I don't think I'm like a very empathetic person naturally and that has given me a lot more empathy for what other people Hmm. are experiencing and just celebrating all the different personalities that come that create a family yeah yeah um and
0: being grateful
1: that i don't know i feel like i'm saying the same thing over and over again no you're (laughs) not
0: i so it's like well we all have eyes and so how do we as women Cause we have to look at each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have to see each other's circumstances. I don't know. How do we get our eyes to see exactly what you just said is worth celebrating and that God enjoys is diversity without envy or dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. You didn't use the word envy or dissatisfaction, but do you think you could have applied? I think
1: so. Yeah. I felt very bitter about the healing process and it taking more time than I thought it should. Mm -hmm. Or like feeling, not knowing how to talk about it with someone unless they had like a very similar experience to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I was annoyed <laughs> at <laughs> the way things were going. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, but another one that time has smoothed those things over and provided clarity and like I couldn't have had the whole watering section mm. of that we talked about mm-hmm. of like feeling enriched by the differences and wisdom of other families mm. without having had that experience and staying in it (laughs) yeah um continuing to come to places where i was gonna see differences or feel compared to and having god start to heal those thoughts and convict those thoughts and just walking in closeness with people like this podcast that's another thing like you see so many of the whys behind people's choices and um letting go of your preconceived images of them
2: yeah
0: well god's discipline towards us is always in love never because he hates us i very much relate to what you're talking about the dark season after having a child and i don't know if i would go back and like label as like suffering i went through but there is something where you feel like you feel low you feel like less control there's so many things i could say about it that i won't go on and on about but i was thinking about the only way to get to the contentment that you're describing or the freedom that I'm hearing from you and that I literally am seeing in your countenance. It's it ha- like, I feel like there's this chain and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like humility is at the top and then it flows to gratitude and then it flows to contentment. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if we can just, as we close this out, can we step through those three? How has God, I'm going to ask you, how has God humbled you? How has it turned into gratitude? How has it turned into contentment for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, He's humbled me by very gently showing me that I am not right a lot of the time (laughs) and by watching other people who have way more intense experiences be steadfast and have joy and contentment and share how God has changed their heart Um, and just humbling me through two little kids. Yeah. Yeah, but mostly just showing me that I'm wrong. (laughs) I mean, that's the big one. Yeah, yeah, and like identifying self-pity and those kinds of things because it's sneaky. Mm. Um, Yes, and recognizing blessing as well.
0: Flow that into gratitude Oh, sorry.
1: Uh, Yeah, I just am thankful for the everyday stuff um, and like delight in babyhood more than i did (laughs) previously yeah (laughs) and delight in other people's kits or other people's ideas yeah it's just more natural to go there more natural to go to gratitude than it was before Mm. it was like a fight to get there (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then what was after gratitude contentment okay um i guess contentment right now is like i mentioned in my job that I was the pre-planner like the over planner and mm. that that could be a good thing yeah or it could be ruin everyone's mood including mine <laughs> <laughs> so learning how to plan for things in a way that doesn't ruin my experience right now that it's not a cycle of um worry and um
0: Control, control. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes control. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm like my feet are getting cold. No. <laughs> <So> I'm like <laughs> starting to lose the feeling. The all thought. feeling. I can still feel them. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, of course, it's not perfect contentment at all. But I can recognize all the the good things a lot quicker and be happy that my plans didn't work out. Be happy that my mm. vision of life didn't happen <laughs> mm. and trust a little easier and also pray for more of those things
0: is there anything else you want to share rachel before you close us uh, out this morning this afternoon i don't think so all right well, what did you bring to share oh and thank you for spending this time with me
1: so i wrote a thing <laughs> which is the first thing i've written down except for the little notes to this in a year and a half. So we'll just see. It's just a little thing, meditation. We had sick kiddos for several weeks in a row. One of the things that parenthood helps you think about in your relationship to God, as it does so often, reframe everything you thought.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm gonna read a verse first. Romans eight twenty-six, maybe twenty-seven, I think I wrote it down wrong, sorry. Romans eight twenty-six, we'll go with that. <laughs> The Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we do not know what we pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. My little daughter says something hurts and I ask her what is hurting. She points to her stomach and says, my brain. She does not know where she hurts just that something is not quite right in her body. I, end the day, in a dark mood, I could list off a few things that hurt, and if I'm totally honest, most of the hurt was self-inflicted. My selfishness hurts me, my impatience, and my tendency to distract rather than to pray. Maybe my own body betrays me or someone in my family or friend or stranger. Sometimes I can identify these things. Someday my daughter will be able to say, my stomach hurts or I have a headache, or a fever. She will even find a cause and confess, I ate too many cookies, and she will learn what a brain is. In moments of clarity, I may pinpoint something that ails me, or ails my family, our city, or the world, but I am no doctor and I cannot truly diagnose. The one who paid for sin can see it most clearly and can point to where it hurts. I hold my child and I give her whatever I can to help her, all imperfectly as I do not know her heart. And at the end of the day, when I have run out of words and I don't know what else to pray for, I can thank the Son for sending His Spirit, for the Spirit's groaning, and for Him searching my heart until the day that there is no more pain to point to.
0: Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.